You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Welcome back, friends. Today we will be continuing Devil in the Details. This will be part two. Today we'll continue our top seven list of the ways that the devil tries to deceive you. We hope you're getting a lot from this ministry of ours, and if you like it, please share it with a friend. Enjoy. All right, line number six. The church's teachings are outdated. Just look at how most of the world believes and behaves today. Millions of people can't be wrong. Oh, yeah, millions of people can't be wrong. Yeah. Lie. Lie. Yeah. In fact, I'd flip it on its head and say just about anything that all of culture's doing, you probably ought to take with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and test it. Right, because that is basically the worship of human culture and human desires is hedonism. Yeah, that's the worship of the human experience. Right, and hedonism is a false religion. Now, I find this a lot in modern culture, especially during COVID. And if I feel like this, this is something that should be taught in schools. If you're not going to teach Christian beliefs, uh, teach the kids all the different logical fallacies. There's mm. hundreds of them. Oh, yeah. And they're gold, right? If you want to be able to spot how something, if your BS meter goes off in your head, it's because of one of these logical fallacies. I want to get one of those at Oh, man. Shack. Yep, yep. Just yep. plug her right in. Because mm. this is one of those logical fallacies. It's, you know, and they all have, you know, different Latin names. Anyways, I don't remember what it was, but basically, because this many experts say this has to be true. And what, what, uh, you know, political people, politicians will kind of use this to, and institutions will use this to push a certain viewpoint agenda to have that power, remain that power, and try to claim that it's science. But in fact, science is the opposite of that. It doesn't care about how many people agree on it. The scientific consensus is nothing. That shouldn't, if you're a true scientist, you won't have nothing to do with that. Right, exactly. The more people the truth believe it in the science that and like the, the smart i know better because i studied it i'm i'm intellectually um that's the one superior you want to, be most, to it that's yeah. the one you want to be most careful of that's why i don't fly my degrees around yeah that's what it really means nothing no it if doesn't. you don't have it centered on, on right. the right things well it's kind of like you know saying yeah. like someone's a smart person right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does that mean exactly you know obey on and where what area are we talking about? Right. You know, to say like, you're smarter than me. It's like, I'm well, in where, what area? Yeah. Because there's a lot of things. It's like, you know, if I know how to do this or this or this, and that's what, that's the special thing that God gave us is that we're so diverse with how, what, what we're good at. Right. And the praise the Lord, the church is diverse. Yes. Because we all have different skills. We bring them to the table together and God can make things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The, 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 any at any time that we raise up this or that because of somebody's opinions or yeah. somebody's group of opinions, then I start to wonder. So what's the uh, what's the agenda behind it? Right. Is it a good vision or is right. it a? And I think what that's I, I go back to earlier episodes. That's what's dividing our nation. That's what's dividing our church. These experts who say they are experts may yeah. not be experts. May not be experts. And the critical piece for the church today is to get into the word, know the word, yeah. as and, and and talk about it from its pages, 
or, or your phone, I guess you could use. Instead of saying, well, and I remember this book, this book over here said about that passage. That doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah. Let's go to the word itself. Let's mm -hmm. know the word itself, not the commentary. Page. In context. In context. If you only read one book of the Bible, you're missing everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that meme before online where it's like, you know, the more I read the Bible, the less I agree with the Christians of the world, the new, new world right. Christianity. And, you know, getting back to the beginning of the question, you know, we as churches can get caught in rituals and yeah. things that aren't necessarily Christian. Yep. And so we need to start, you know, look carefully at what we're doing as being the church. It's a good time right now for us to study scripture and say, now what is important for us as a body to do and what is not important for us to be doing. Yeah. And then focus on the important things. Right. And I'll, I'll, uh, give some love out to anyone else who's out there that's like me disagreeable people because they are hard to get along with are you disagreeable? oh man <clears throat> i think that's like one of my number one character traits is it and i struggle with it because is it a gift it's uh I'm, I'm this is what i'm i'm trying to tell everyone how it's a gift at times because i've i've heard enough people to talk about it um that when you see when i see a group of people too many people agreeing on something I get uh, I get a little red flag. Here comes Alex. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on here, guys? You know, like, are you guys doing the right thing? And then to 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 those people, that that's very abrasive. Um, but don't outcast that person because you know, sometimes they come up with some good stuff. Sometimes I can get too disagreeable, and I have to. I'm you know, as I get older, I learn to just oh boy, reel that back in a little bit. Maybe sit here and not say a single thing for a while. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And then back of my head is like. Say something. Say something. And yes. Hold Good. It back a little bit, but yeah. So God's teaching you. Yes. Yes, of course. There's just a lot of different people, and you know that from I do uh, the uh, what's that called the uh, that test you had me do. Oh, the disc profiles. The disc profiles. Yes, that's right. And we're all made that way for a yes. reason. Yeah. Yes, of course. So why number seven? This last one. Okay. You've tried and tried, but you're just not good enough. You're never going to make it home to God. Oh, and you're not going to on your own works. Yeah. So there's some truth to that. It's like the other things. The The, the flip side of it is if you've given your life to Christ, if you've uh, believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and the resurrection that he's raised from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you build upon that foundation, it's going to make a difference, and so you do. No, you're not going to lose it because you didn't get everything done. Right. Yeah, this is kind it's of the devil's way of saying, yeah, you gave, you gave Jesus a try, but you're not good enough. Might as well just give up. And we'll never be good enough. Yep, you'll never We're be good enough. Just give up. Yeah. It's not going to work. And of ourselves, you're right. We'll never be good enough. But our Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Our Jesus is. Yeah, and so that's the last one, but to kind of put it all in the compassing from what we talked about at first was just like, man, every time that rolls into your thoughts is just like, that's a good reason to give up. That's a good excuse. Yeah, That's, that's going to lead to regret. Maybe not now, but, but someday. soon. But someday. 
yeah, soon enough. Um, so I already see that we're well into this episode. Oh, so really? this, this, yeah, this is going to make it two parts. So I might as well just ask you another one because that ties into it. All right. Because if that last one was, you're never going to make it home to God. Is that heaven? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So John 14, does the I Bible actually talk and say that we'll be judged and we're going to go to heaven or hell? Mm-hmm. How so many different places you want to know? Well, is it, it okay? Before I ask, is it, is it kind of like the Trinity where it's not actually talked about in the Bible, but it's something that we understand and we've given it that name? Heaven or hell? Right. Is it similar to us saying, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we call that the Trinity, even though the Bible never says the Trinity. It never named heaven it. and hell. Is it, that similar to that? Not really. Uh, there's a lot more concrete uh, discussion of hell. You know, before, in the Old Testament, it was Hades, it was the dark place, it was the place of the dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, there really wasn't a separation of heaven and, and, and two places. There wasn't two places. Okay so much in the Old Testament as Jesus makes it clear in the New Testament. Okay. And he even gives illustrations about this this heaven and this hell. And uh, you talk about the rich man and Lazarus. Okay. And uh, he gives, that's that illustration comes from Jesus. That chasm between heaven and hell okay. is, is in that illustration from Jesus. But it's he talks about hell almost as much as he talks about money. I mean, money is the topic that Jesus probably approaches most. Yeah. And then it's hell after that. So I think hell is real. It's going to be a place. What's interesting is in Paul's writings in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses uh, 3 through 9, I believe it is, he talks about, a separation where Jesus, if, if you take that passage and look at it, he talks about Jesus descending and then ascending and taking captives with him. Right. And it's it seems to illustrate this, this difference okay. where the place of the dead now is separated into a dark place and those who were taken captive by the gospel of Jesus Christ come with, Paul, with uh, Jesus into heaven yeah and but is that's what i'm saying is it a you see it's like is an illustration but is it is there are there hard labels for those things hard labels as heaven like and, heaven and hell defined you know you want the address kind of, that's what i'm i kind of wondering like we understand what heaven and hell is from from the bible what it says does the bible call it heaven and hell and stick to that definition. I think it does, and I can't, but I can't recall book, chapter, and verse right now. Okay. I know that in John 14, 6, Jesus says he goes to prepare a place for us. Yeah. And if he goes and prepares a place for us, then he will come back for us and take us with right. him. That where he is, there yeah. we may be also. Yeah. So I think it does have a it's real estate. It's got a right a zip code and it's got an yeah. address. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he talks of heaven. 
Well, we might get. Uh, we may uh, have to do another one on that. Yeah, yeah. All right, double check After us, Don you guys. does some study, right? But it's just not coming to my little I, gray matter. See, right and now. I think it's fascinating because instead of labeling it, you know, heaven and hell, to put that, um, and this is why I think maybe it doesn't label it like that and just refer to it each that time. And then there's one passage, you know, in this book that says this is the definition of mm-hmm. heaven. This is the definition of hell. From henceforth, we will be only saying heaven and hell now you know right kind of like a bill they don't it doesn't necessarily do that it tells jesus says you know this is damnation this is anguish this is destruction and deceit and an eternity of fire right it's the emotion of it it's the the action of it it's the result of yeah the sin and i think that's kind of nice they're kind of amazing because if it kept keep saying hell Okay, hell. Yeah, okay, hell. You don't really yeah. think of what hell is. We we often connect it with God with heaven because in Matthew chapter 6, uh, I think it's verse 15 and following, the Lord's Prayer, uh, we, we're asking God to have his will done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So that would tell me that God's domain is heaven and I want want to have things just like he's got it at home. Oh yeah, of course. But that really doesn't define it well. So no. It's where you're headed. Yeah. Right. I just thought that was, and I wasn't trying to like well, and, and catch thing, or discredit the Bible or anything. I well, think it's just it's something that you can look into and see why. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it makes you think of, you know, why was it like that? And that's a really cool part about you know studying it. Well, and some of it's reflections, right? And and we're reading it backwards. So in the white throne judgment in in John chapter uh, Revelation chapter twenty, we know that there's going to come that that time when there's a separation of those who are good and those right. who are bad according to their deeds. And there there's two books. One is the book of all the deeds that everybody's ever done, mm-hmm. and the second book is the book of life. Yeah. And if your name isn't in the book of life, you don't go. That's right. If it is uh, not in the book of life, you end up in the the, the sea of fire. And do, can I? I yeah. Go for it. And and so we then reflect that back on and saying heaven when we know from rev- the revelation that this is after the judgment, this is after things are all done and the consummation of all earth because the new heaven and new earth have been formed and uh, the sea gives up its dead and, and those that were dead in it and death and Hades, hell, as we know it in this, will be consumed. They gave up their dead that are in them and each person is judged according to what they're done. Then death and Hades are thrown into the lake of fire the lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name is not found written in the book of life, he's thrown into the lake of fire. And that's, I mean, it doesn't specifically say hell. Right. But it's as if the current hell is different than the post-white throne judgment hell. Yeah. Then we further think of heaven. Right. You know, as golden streets and yeah. early gates and early those gates. kind of things. And that doesn't appear until... Chapter 21 of Revelation, yeah. which is post-White Throne Judgment. Yep. And and so, yeah, pearly gates. Yep. If we think of pearly gates right now as heaven, well, that's the heaven in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Revelations answers a lot of questions. 
and creates a few more. Oh, man. <laughs> right? It's like everyone wanted to know, well, what about, what happens? What's this? What's And then like, Revol- and they're like oh, it's in Revolution. But wait. Oh, okay. Now my list of questions is doubled in size, but you answered my little list over here. But, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, I have one last question. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of a title for what this is going to be. I think it's like Devil is in the Details or something. Yes. Where did that come from? Devils where, in the details. Where did that saying come from? Well, I think it, a lot of those questions, those little lies. Yeah. If you took it just at face values, okay, then you'd probably, you know, the deception would stand because you didn't look at the details. Ah. And that's the difference. If you, our discernment of what's right and wrong, often is done in broad strokes. Mm-hmm. As long as it's done in broad strokes, and we aren't looking at the details. Yeah we don't realize that probably uh, there's a force behind that that's darker than we want to see, yeah. that we want to participate in. And so the devil in the details, ah, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And that's where looking at the, the uh, if we continue to live life in the broad strokes, we're going to get tripped up. Yep. We, we need to look, so what is the motivation behind this? Sort of like your critical thinking okay. that you do. And, you know, you're sitting in the background, watching the crowd and say, you really want to do that? Right. Devil's in the details. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So was Satan in charge of music in heaven? Do you want a verse? I, I, he did have music as part of what he did. Okay. Yeah. Ezekiel 28. Yeah. The workmanship of your trembles and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Yeah. That's why rock music was a real big thing at one time. Oh, come on. That's <laughs> oh, why come I like on, Yeah. Um, you can always bring up those verses for the songs you don't like. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Um, I'll do that with like a country music or something. Yeah, um, cheating hearts. Yeah. All right. So, was he the head musician? I I don't know. Yeah, he might have been. Music was definitely part of what his he did. Yeah, what he does. I mean, like, scripture doesn't really say enough about like what his duties were. No, but um, he's beautiful, but very uh, attractive. Considering the fact that like the angels like constantly worship God, because that was that was what you wanted mm-hmm. to do, right? That was the gift, kind of the thing, right? I don't know. I said kind of a thing, but that was the gift. Yeah. Um, that's what made me wonder if he led the worship, right? Because one thing, like. Like for sure, like Satan to rebel, like despite having such an exalted position and close relationship with God, um, for him to rebel when he was so close to God, like it definitely makes you think that he deserved that eternal destiny or whatever. Yeah, I, as I look at the Ezekiel passage that you're referring to, I think. Um, he he was okay. So if God was the preacher, mm-hmm. yeah, he was probably a worship leader, right? That makes sense. And, and and so in that, if you want to adopt that order to get a sense of what Satan's role was pre-fall, hmm. then that might be a way to do it. Uh, and, and then the the thing that the thing that is. Uh, a problem, a tripping point with fame is the fact that when if we're a great preacher, 
and we love bringing people to the Lord, all of a sudden we might start loving pre bringing people close to us. Yeah. And you've seen pastors trip up over the years because they enjoy the fame. Right. That that pride of being somebody attractive enough that people would be drawn to you. That is to be reserved for Almighty God. If we're a part of bringing people to Almighty God, that's great. Right. Let's just praise the Lord. We're allowed to be a conduit through which God's power can draw people to him. If we start thinking it's us, then that's the, exactly the spot that Satan himself found himself. And, uh, you know, you were the model of perfection, full wisdom, perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God, a very precious stone adorned you, ruby, topaz, emerald. You can keep on going here. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. So, for so I ordained you, says God. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked on the fiery stones. You were blameless in all your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Mm -hmm. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O guardian, cherub, from among the fountain fiery stones and there's 11 i think it's 11 seven or 11 different uh sins that he was responsible for that led to his fall right and you'll find those in ezekiel chapter 28 um beginning in verse 11 and going to the end of the chapter that's what happened to satan i mean it makes me wonder how much we how much we how God punished him so severely, yet we're given so many opportunities to repent, try again, you know, uh, or keep struggling and improving. There's a difference, though. What's the difference? Because he was not a created being in the same way you and I are created. I see. He was created to be a messenger. Yeah. And he messed up the message. Ah. That was his sole responsibility hmm. and that makes a difference and is a celestial being rather than a human being gotcha so he was an immortal rather than a mortal i see and that makes a difference because yeah. it's not tied to 87 years like you and i are mm -hmm. it's it's uh yeah it's an immortal impact that satan has even so i'd nudge you to look at the book of job and realize how God used Satan yeah. to prove the metal of Job. Yep. It's an interesting relationship that God and Satan have with, the tempt with, with temptation, you know, because both of them benefit from it. It's so yep. perfect, right? Like God is. Yeah. It's, it's that creation when you understand it. It's like, I think I've seen... Uh, a few videos where it's talking about, you know, like, why doesn't God just show himself, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes through all these things. It's like, okay, well, if he did, would you would you then, you know, <laughs> believe in God? And, like, all of them are like, ah, that would seem a little cheesy. Ah, that wouldn't really, 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 really work. It's like, no, he designed all this perfectly. Right. Like, you can't find a better way to, you know. So get in tune with the perfect design. That's right. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what we're doing as Christians. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay, I'm all out of questions. So this will end our second part to that episode. Um, will you pray us out? I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us a testimony to the perfect. You've given us testimony to your design. And you've brought us Jesus. Thank you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to work through us and touch others for your kingdom's sake. And may your blessing flow through this audio to others today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.